Yeah, kid! Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. I am your host, Charles, aka the Handsome Home Buyer, coming to you live from Long Island, New York. It is brick outside, but it is not brick in the Handsome Home Buyer headquarters because we have bang latin fire in the building sex gliding across the dance floor but before we get to that little intro about myself what we're doing here like i said i am the handsome home buyer i am one of the largest soon to be largest purchasers of single family real estate across lovely long island new york who do i want to meet who do i want to reach out to who do i want to reach out to me realtors investors Realtors, if you have a property, if you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, human waste floating past the basement steps, homeowners, if you're behind on your taxes, owe more than your house is worth, or just aren't happy and want to get out, give me a call, 516-777-SOLD. We buy any house as is for cash, no questions asked. We aim to please. We want to treat you so good you never want to let us go. Investors, people out there in the world, you have to invest for retirement. Everybody knows it. You got to do it. You got to breathe. You got to invest for retirement. It's just how it goes. If you are looking for an investment vehicle with the security that only real estate can provide and a double-digit return on your investment, reach out to us, 516-777-SOLD, or via email, charles at handsomehomebuyer.com. That's handsome as in good-looking, homebuyer, singular, no S's.com, or check us out on social media, follow along with our projects on Facebook at Handsome Homebuyer, or on the Instagram at handsome underscore home buyer. Last but not least, if you're a fellow entrepreneur and you're looking for angel funding, angel investing, you have an idea, you have an existing business, you're looking for working capital, you're looking to grow, reach out to us. We invest in those kind of things. We have friends, we have other people in the bit in the, in the industry who can be strategic partners who can help in that kind of thing. So again, 516-777-SOLD or charles at handsomehomebuyer.com. All right, so we all know, not only is the kid, and by the kid I mean myself, handsome, charming, successful, and obviously modest. What you didn't know is that this white Jewish boy, wait for it, has moves. Why do I have moves? They're not God-given moves, I will tell you that right now. There's certain things that my people do very well. There's certain things that they don't. Typically, dancing, which you'll find out in a minute from today's guest, is not one of them. So... Uh, today's guest is amazing. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I got introduced to him a few months ago, uh, and I've been working with him ever since. He's changed my life in a very positive way, and through that, I've also witnessed and kind of experienced how he runs his business, and he's an amazing businessman. He's a great person, um, and he's just a real interesting guy. I think everyone's going to be able to learn a lot from him. This is Alfred Pena from Rhythmology Dance School. Yeah, Evan. Good morning, good morning, bro. I love that introduction, man. man. Thank you for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. And just an absolute inspiration, man. I'm looking forward to even learning way more from you business-wise in the future. It's a mutually beneficial thing. I got to stop it right there. First of all, I want to dedicate this episode to the ladies out there, all right, for a number of different reasons. A, I mean, you're going to see a picture of my man. He's obviously handsome. He's obviously smooth. Just listen to the voice. You got me, you got like the nasally Jewish voice going now, and then it's just sexy. Like, I'm getting tingly below the belt every time this guy, I mean, no, you know, don't get, I mean, you're not exactly my type, but I tend to like girls with shorter hair, but, um, true story, but it's just, you know, he's, he's the man, and in his, his moves, I mean, everything about him, so this, I'm going to dedicate this episode to the ladies, so, but from a business standpoint, 
Uh, well, A, I want to talk about, you know, what it is that you do, how you got started in dance. You own Rhythm Alley Dance Studio. That's correct, yes. Which is amazing, which I've been attending. And I got to tell you, I've been to a number of different dance studios, believe it or not, and I've never seen anything run this efficiently in regards to the standard operating procedure, the way he trains his staff, the way he trains instructors and brings them up, the way he's, you know, standardizing the process to then replicate and branch out into other schools. You know, I've gotten so much better, so much faster, and I've never seen a school run like this. In my mind, he's revolutionizing the way dance is taught, the way training happens within the organization. So it's it's really exciting. Dude, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, man. So how did you, like... Tell us your, your journey about how, you know, you, you got into, first of all, how did you get into dance, and then ultimately how did you segue into, you know, having a school? Wow, this is, uh, I think, an interesting story and kind of a weird story, to be honest with you. Uh, my background is in mathematics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they obviously go <laughs> hand in hand. And I think that's where the business side that you're seeing uh, comes from, the processes and the idea of just uh, logical thinking and business and entrepreneurship comes into play. But perhaps I never really thought that was going to happen. At the time... When I was 13 years old in high school, my best friend, uh, Marina Lenderman, she was like, she was doing Latin dancing. And she said, be my partner. And at the time, I was so silly. I was like, no, that's so gay. I don't want to dance. <laughs> Who would have thought that uh, six years later? Really? F- yeah, really. I, at 13, I had the opportunity to start. I said okay. no. Okay. Um, and six years later in college, we met again. And she transferred over to where I went to Cornell University. And over you went to Cornell? I went to Cornell, yes. Really? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. And I studied mathematics. I was this in. It's getting better by the minute. Oh, uh, damn. Okay. No kidding. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Well, so, I mean, originally, what was your. I mean, it makes sense because we were talking about before. Like, there's like. So you don't really have any formal business training. No. You didn't go to business school. No, I did not go to business school, no. So what's fascinating, what we were just talking about off the air a couple minutes ago, is like, there's certain things, like I have a a business background. I mean, in school, which, I mean, sorry, mom and dad, I mean, I was blessed, (laughs) they spent a lot of money on my education, I'm really blessed, but I didn't learn anything in business school. But just out in the world, training with different mentors, reading different books, you know, I, I learned about standard operating procedure and all these things, and this is stuff that you just kind of innately do. Which is really interesting. I guess I've been lucky. I suppose I've been lucky, but I've always been about uh, do it big, do it right, do it with style. And yes. if if you're not going to do it that way, you just don't do it at all. And your passion is, I mean, your passion for dance, your passion for people. I mean, you work like a beast, bro. Like, you work like 11, 11, you know, originally it was seven days a week. Now you actually have Sundays off. Yes. Right? So exciting. <laughs> Which, I mean, what, on Sunday, do you like, are you twitching? Do you get up thinking about like dance? Like I think about houses and appliances being delivered. Like <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself on my day off. It's, right? it's kind of crazy. Right? I, I think that it's pointless, but I'll figure it out. Do I'm you still doing... <laughs> dance on your day off or do you not, do you just say? I do not dance that much. No. I may go out every once in a while and I'm trying to do normal things like Broadway shows and and just hang out for a little bit. But I tend to just do business. I tend to just sort of um, catch up on things. I tend to be on the computer. Now I'm actually trying to learn to play chess. So I'm trying to do, yeah, so I'm trying to get that whole chess thing going. I'm so excited. I'm actually going to get my national master title. We'll see. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't do anything unless you're going to try to be competitive with it. See, it's kind of interesting because that, like, it's just you and I are very similar in, in a lot of ways. And I, I think other, you know, successful, just driven entrepreneurs where it's like you just you always want that challenge. And anything you do, you do 150 percent and you do it with passion. 
That's the idea, yeah. I mean, and I want to thank my mom for that one. She said the point of education is to find your passion. She didn't think it was going to be in dancing, but <laughs> she figured. But then I found it. I stumbled upon it. Uh, yeah, sophomore year, man, in college. And it, from then, the rest is history. It was a hobby that became a job, a job that became a career. And now, hopefully, we're trying to create an industry out of it for all of the artists out there to be able to say that they work with and for rhythmology, sort of like J.P. Morgan Chase. It's nice. a huge brand in the there financial industry. We want to become yeah, so. that brand for all of the artists out there. Good for you, man. Good for you. No, that, that's awesome. We come full circle. But I, I want to digress a little bit because I, I think just, I think the way you come up, I, I, I want people to, re- to know you know about your dance training i mean you were number three in the world at some point yes, right like yes, yes, i mean yes. don't be modest man. <laughs> don't be modest like i i want everyone to understand like just i feel like when we had that conversation about how you kind of methodically you were trained in latin ball you're trained in ballroom originally right yeah international latin and i really had the greatest coach in the world and so with that idea uh, most of my teaching philosophies and concepts do come from him, okay. from international Latin. Um, Victor Kanievsky, okay. and he really took this really nerdy kid whose background in mathematics and did not ever think that I would be a dancer at all. Uh, and people you always tell me all the time, hey, it's because you're Latino. I'm like, no, I was taught by the Russian people. <laughs> <laughs> my Russian people, my Russian... <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Victor Kanievsky, amazing coach. And he just took yeah. this really shy boy and really just showed me... I was shy, dude. Do you feel like... Isn't I mean, obviously, crazy? dance changed your life in a number of different ways. Like, I mean, obviously, it's your passion. It's your full-time, it's your full-time job now. But it... It kind of opened you up as a person? It absolutely did. It's not that it changed me that I wasn't, this wasn't who I was. It's that I was able to see up at the world and realize there was more. Um, you know, when you don't have posture and you may be perhaps looking down because your body naturally makes you look down, you may actually miss half the world. And that's just sort of what happened. I ended up looking at people straight in the eyes. I ended up being able to feel comfortable with eye contact. And that alone just started a different set of conversations. And I suddenly realized that there was a lot more to be done, there was a lot more to this idea of dance. It's entertaining, it's just, it's dancing, of course it is, it's exercise, it's dancing, of course it is, but it was an awesome journey of really, more than anything else, getting to know myself, dealing with huh. uncomfortable situations, dealing with um, d- things that I didn't think that was possible, for example, public speaking. I, I failed public speaking in high school, <laughs> really? you know, and I graduated in the top of my class, but I failed public speaking. Was, that's, that's what made me not the top. But <laughs> So there's really interesting issues that it addressed. This idea of myself on a mic, I would have never thought it was possible. Um, myself hosting, myself emceeing, uh, I mean, just performing in front of performing, tons yeah, of people. Yeah, performance in front of big audiences. Do you do the salsa congresses? Have you ever done the yeah, salsa congresses? Yeah, we've done every major salsa congress out there. The New York Congress, uh, Connecticut Salsa Festival. Uh, this year we'll be returning to the Connecticut Salsa Festival. And then actually just to put in a little plug, we're going to have the first plug ever it. Long Island Salsa Bachata Festival. Oh no shit. Yes. Look out, so the excited. kid's going to be there. I'm going to be that white guy on the dance floor <laughs> murdering it. Yep. <laughs> so. Ladies, look out. So we've done, my partner and I done all the major congresses. We've done a few music videos uh, I did for Prince Royce, Stand By Me. No uh, shit. Yeah. Know that. Yeah, look it up. Stand By Me, Prince Royce, you're guys. In, you're in that? In the music video itself, Weren't yeah. you in a movie? Didn't we just learn you were in a movie? So I did a, a independent film, uh, Sex, Love, and Salsa. <sighs> 
was awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Adrian Manzano, the director of the film. And uh, looking forward to perhaps doing a little web mini series coming up. So look out for that. So, you know, just doing a lot of different projects, man. That honestly, just to bring it back, I never thought it will be something that I would do. I was just always this shy kid who in high school joined the Brooklyn Tech math team, then went on to the New York City math team, then went on to the New York State math team, try out for the U.S. math Olympic team. Yes, there is a U.S. math Olympic team. Didn't make Holy it. Holy shit. <laughs> Didn't make it. Uh, and just super academia, super academic, and no, not an ounce of talent uh, for or natural talent, I suppose for dancing. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that can be taken from that. I mean, A, like what I always say and we talking about before, it's like you want to start to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? So you want to be in a situation, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. I mean, A, anybody can change. It seems like what you're saying, you did, uh, you know, a 180, you know, and it's just also interesting because I just feel like it's a generational change where when we were growing up, it was like education was the only way. Right. You know, now it's different. So like you kind of started that and now entrepreneurship is like, you know, you could be a 17-year-old kid with an idea and be a billionaire by the time you're 19. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's just, it's a very, very different world that we're we're living in. Um, I want to talk about, so obviously you, you trained for, you trained, even the way you trained was very kind of like methodical and the way that you went to different schools and then ultimately decided that you wanted to revolutionize Latin dance because you saw a, like a void in the market. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? That is accurate, yeah. Um, with the training, as far as for dancing, was with Victor Kanyevsky. Okay. And his teaching is very, uh, very philosophical. Uh, he always told us about ideas behind dance and the purpose of dance and uh, helped us understand uh, what was behind our structure in our body and then always work and change our body to be able to create something with it. And then that, with music, was called dancing. Um, yeah. So I spent with Victor Kanyeski, uh five, no, seven, wow, about seven years yeah. of training, yeah, of training. And then uh, what I realized afterwards is that <laughs> when I started doing borrowing in college, uh, it was really about meeting the ladies. And <laughs> 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 so I wanted to be able to be social. And while I gained a lot of skills uh, with Victor Kanyeski, I you couldn't really use this dancing at a nightclub, for instance. It was just too big. It was too grandiose. It was very it was competitive yeah. and professional. That makes um, sense. No shit. Yeah. And, and so that's where the kind of idea started. That's right. Keep, take, take me, take me <laughs> there. Keep taking me there. So from there, I, I was like, wow, I'm in a, at a Latin nightclub. I am a Latino. I started taking uh, Latin dancing thinking I would be able to finally handle the situation. Um, and while I was able to get out there, I was not the smoothest or the most proficient at it. And so I decided to embark in this journey of salsa and bachata. And um, so, so I found out who the creator was. I, and it's the man, Eddie Torres, created this on two style uh, in the city. I went to him for about a month. Mm -hmm. I also went to two other schools, Lawrence Latin Dance School. Big shout out to Howie. And Piel Canela. Big shout out to Joe Burgos. And I stayed with those guys for a month okay. each, where I just went intensively for a month at the same time after that it became too much each so basically you went to three different schools, three different right? schools so every day basically all day you pretty were much pretty much i was at a different school every day for the day yeah. and then so at that point so let me ask you a question at what point did you realize you know what i want to revolutionary size dance i want to open my own studio 
you know, this is the vision, this is the future. Was nah. it before that? Or were you just trying, you just wanted to perfect yeah. Latin dance at that yeah. point? Yeah, at that point, I was just, I was just training for myself. Oh, I so didn't even, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not thinking business are at you, all at that point. Are you competing in Latin dance at that point or no? I'm competing in amateur Latin dancing, okay. in rumba. Everything that you see in Dancing with the Stars, rumba, uh-huh. cha-cha, samba, jive, faso doble, mm-hmm. those five dances, I was competing as an amateur. Okay. And I was always training with Victor Kanievsky, so... Um, either I was practicing with my partner at the time, taking group classes with Victor, or taking coaching private lessons uh, with himself or the part of his staff, Bas and Oksana. They were my main coaches along with Victor. Um, mm-hmm. So then I went to these schools for uh, to learn salsa. Okay. And then it was too much. It became too much. And and then I picked out of the three, I ended up choosing Joe Burgos at Pier Canela. Okay. And the thing I liked about Joe is that I was able to spend a Saturday for eight hours. And Joe allowed me. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you would you would dance the entire, entire day. day. Yes, the entire day. So for three months. Wow. Joe Burgos, thank you, bro. <laughs> allow me to um, take level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, level six, at level seven, level, uh, level eight. How does that yeah. happen? Well, I was a Latin dancer, so you know I'm a, I'm a very high level amateur Latin dancer. So I already knew partner dancing. I already have technique. I already have musicality. I have all the elements that you would need to be a good dancer. I just had no moves. Huh? No, it's really it's it's interesting. And also, I mean, the the, the brilliant thing about it is, I mean, there's a couple things that are that are brilliant. But a you you realize like, all right, I'm taking level six. But it's so important for me to still take level one at the same time to That's build right. that foundation, yeah. which is what I love about your school. I mean, there's a lot of things I love about it. But you, you like when I'm there, I'm like similar to Carl from the last podcast is like my real estate foundation. Who basically, you know, without him, I would never be where I am in real estate. I kind of feel like you are my 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 dance guru, even though you're <laughs> younger than me, um, significantly younger than me. I just, you know, I know that when. I don't know I'll ever leave there, but I feel like I'm going to be, I'm getting this foundation that I'm going to be the man. Like, because of you, because of what I'm learning there, because of the way you relate the material and teach it, like, I am going to be nasty. Nice. Failure and you will is be. not an option. Yeah. And no, you are very good, dude. You are very good. I'm very excited about our project. You're on the podcast. No, no. <laughs> I'm actually really mean uh, when it comes to yeah, when it comes to coaching and, and to like. I appreciate that. No, That's no. Love. Yes, so you're gonna be very, very, very good, and you already shown a tremendous growth. Awesome. Uh, which is really cool to see. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm excited that you're excited because I'm excited about your growth potential awesome. and how far you're going to take it. And, and that's what you need in a, in, a, in a coach, you know, in a friend, in a mentor. I mean, if you're somebody out there who, you know, is shy, has the, you know, itch to want to dance. I mean, first, I think we got to take a, a commercial break to be like, yo, how do people get in touch with you? You know, where can they see? You? I mean, your social media is awesome. You know, people are just having a great time. You do all kinds of events. You can see you perform. How do they get in touch with you? How do they see you? Man, check us out on the web, rhythmology.us, R-H-Y-T-H-M-O-L-O-G-Y.us, or give us a call at 516-280-6677, 516-280-6677. Check us out on Facebook. We have a lot of Facebook. We have a lot of Twitter. We have a lot of Instagram. So Rhythmology uh, at all of those social media, Rhythmology NY. Um, yeah, give us a call, guys. Give us a call. Perfect. Mention his podcast. I'll give you all a free week of dance instruction. Go check it out. That's right. Just make sure you say Charles. Awesome. Handsome, humble. This dude is freaking handsome, guys. It's nice, freaking- <laughs> So let's circle back for a second. Uh, so, all right, so you're training. Mm-hmm. You're getting the training. You're going for eight hours on a Saturday. When do you realize, yo, this is going to be my life? And I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change everything. I'm gonna change the game forever in New York. Well, wow, this is that's a very unique Possibly question. Very cool. I hope so. 
Yeah. We're Possibly gonna, the world. We're going to go national. We're going to go national in the very least. That's the idea. But <laughs> believe it or not, the way I made money at the time um, was through math tutoring. And Dude, this shit's blowing my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, not that math isn't cool, bro. Math is sexy. But when I look at you, I don't think guy that can create the atom bomb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just not what comes to mind. With a hair, maybe now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked uh, full time math tutor. I did a lot of one on one. And so this lifestyle, um, well, it's very entrepreneurial, very small business at the time. But um, this lifestyle allowed me to start taking on some clients here and there instead of um instead of teaching math i will teach dance and so then i started just getting clients that would do the whole thing so i would go to people's homes and they'd say hey oh you know how to dance teach me how to dance so while they're home i could teach the parents how to dance i could teach the kids how to dance then i would give them a math lesson so i would have the entire family for easily five hours in a day and i just continue finding clients like this that would just do math which was the primary reason they found me as they got to know me they saw that i was teaching and doing a little bit of dance on the side my dance coach started putting me to teach a little bit uh, at the studio and he just started grooming me that way um and then from there i I was like, let me check out this whole social dance scene. When I moved to Long Island, um, uh, a dance studio that's actually no longer exists called Rhythms and Soul got in touch with me. And that was my first experience teaching social dancing. Okay. And at that point, I was just trying it out. So, yeah, it just became an idea of like, oh, let me teach a little bit of dance. Let me teach a little bit of math. Uh, my real full-time job was mathematics and math tutoring. Uh, and we had a nice little team of people that would teach for the company. Uh, and oh, so you worked for a company, basically, teaching math tutoring? No, no, no. I had my own company. Oh, okay. okay. I had my own company, and I had all the tutors that would work. No for, shit. Yeah. Okay, so you so, I mean, you had the entrepreneurial bug from, from for, the get-go. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been entrepreneurial from the very right beginning. Okay. My first business was an online domino business. <laughs> Being player. What? <laughs> Being player Yahoo. A long time ago in my teen years. <laughs> really? Yeah. So wait, so you can play dominoes online? Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to that? It failed because I overexpanded it. So I learned my lesson about overexpansion. <laughs> Meaning cool. you tried to grow too fast or? No, I tried. Once the domino business was taking off and it was doing well, or what I thought was well, right? This I'm, I'm like 13 or 14 at the time. Um, <laughs> I decided to open up a pool uh, league online. Okay. And so I had tournament directors that would run tournament for the domino league. You're 13. I'm 13. Yeah. Um, I, I divided them up into two groups. So now I had less tournaments in my domino league. Those users got upset because one of the cool things about what we had was that we had 24-hour-a-day tournaments going on. on do- in dominoes. In dominoes, yeah. And then, and then the pool league didn't take off, and the domino leagues die, and so then I just killed the whole business. First, yeah, that must have been an awesome experience. Hey, it, it was bro, a let's great lesson. For a second. So you're what? Thirty four now. Yes. Thirty four. So that's twenty one years ago. Yes. The internet like wasn't that. Cr- I mean, how did that even come about? Like you're thirteen years old. Like you're 13 yeah. You just there was a website. You create a website to people that report games. But I was using Yahoo platform. Yahoo Games has dominoes, has pool, and then you basically let's say that two users meet up online. They will report who won, who lost, and then you then get ranked according to all the users okay. reporting their wins in this game. So I didn't make anything other than a reporting website. Uh, so it's just not a very difficult thing. 
you're being modest about to, it, but it's, the, it's still pretty awesome. I mean, at 13 years old, like I'm running around in the street, like playing hockey, and you're taking over the world of online dominoes when the internet well, was launched, and I had like an Apple IIe with <laughs> dial-up connection, yes. and I'm just like, I'm so excited that there's AOL chat because all kinds of weird that's like sketchy right. shit that's exactly, going on there, that's and exactly. you're launching businesses. That's exactly just what's put, going just on. Just to put it into perspective, people. <laughs> but it, to put it really into perspective is the shyness level, I suppose, right? Like while you're out there being social, yeah. I am indoors hibernating. Where so most people would not think of me as that person now. That Never. yeah. Um, so it really just all goes back in full circles to and thankfully to dance that I brought it around. So but, you're so you're so you're teaching for somebody else, and then what happens? Well, um, as I st- as I started when <laughs> in the downpour of the business I, of the economy. Uh, what was this? Oh my God! This is around 2007 when the economy started changing. Yeah. I had a really weird situation, and that was every client at that point was actually doing dancing and math for me, and every one of the parents okay. were like, "Is my daughter or is my child? Is my son? Are they ready? Because we want to continue. We cannot afford to do both, but we want to continue dancing and then doing. They're doing well in their math classes." So I wow. had, I know, and I could not live with that. Wait, I'm sorry. So you converted, so you, you started teaching all these people math, then you started teaching all of them dance at dance, the same time. Right. So they're taking both. Both. And in the downpour of the economy, they couldn't afford to do both. Wow. So. You had a choice to make. No, they had a choice to make. I didn't have a choice to oh, make. Oh, so actually the market basically spoke. The market spoke at that time. And wow. I thought, mm, I, I, it wasn't, I, to me it was really weird, it, 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 and it really upset me, to be quite honest, that a parent would choose freaking dance lessons, and that's what I do for a living now, but that they would choose dance lessons over math lessons, and I had a, a hard time uh, dealing with it. Now, please. I look at it differently Yeah, now. Yeah, do you? Okay. I mean, I look at it differently, only in a sense that, like, I mean, listen, education is a great thing. I, myself, was, like, a and d student. Not that I wasn't intelligent, but... I feel like I was I was misunderstood and I was I would talk all the time I would get thrown out of class, mm-hmm. right? So it just kind of it, it still kind of goes to show that, but to your so through dance like with yourself, you know you came out of your shell you opened right. you became a totally different person, yes. right? People do business with they they work with people that they know like and trust or basically who they like, mm-hmm. right? So if if through dance that can teach them socialization, make them comfortable, give them a certain level of confidence, you know in certain ways that could be as valuable if not more valuable than that formal education. I absolutely agree. And, and there's so much value and so much power in the lessons learned through dance, which is awesome. That is also embedded in it. Um, and clearly I believe in this power because then I diverted my entire career and shifted over to to dancing instead of what I really studied, which was mathematics. But at the time, it didn't make sense to me in my young age of why a parent would choose dancing for themselves as entertainment versus the future of their child uh, in, in when they needed the help in mathematics. That was, so that, that was so just basically kind of, so across the board, 
And parents yeah. started saying, listen, we're not going to do the math. We're going to do the dance because we can't afford it. That's and right. this is what we want. And this is what our, our yeah. kids want to do. So then I just got really upset and I closed the math, the math side. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I just didn't want to deal with it. And I just then, from there on, moved, started, teaching, started dance. teaching dance much more so, much more full time. Okay. Yeah. So, now, so you're doing it in their houses, basically. I'm doing it in people's homes. Then okay. I started working for all the dance studios. Then okay. I started seeing the business and seeing the scene and seeing what. And just now at that point, using my analytical skills to uh, sort of survey what was going on. Uh, you know, is this something that I would want to actually do? Is this something that's sustainable? Can you create a career out of this? Can you make a real full-time so job out of this? I mean, I think this, this part in the development is really important for a lot of people because a lot of people are in a job that they absolutely hate mm-hmm. and they want to do, like people come to me and they're like, yo, I want to do real estate. And they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, well, basically, you're going to have to bust your ass and do both of them at the same time. You're going to have to have a plan. You're going to have to build up one by maintaining the other and then yep. ultimately grab your balls and jump and make that leap. Right. So, I mean, you did it perfectly, again, in, innately, which is, you know, you're doing the one, you're building it up, and then simultaneously you're building up the other one. But you're researching the business. You're not just making a move. You're not like going out there and saying, yo, it looks sexy to flip a house on TV. Let's go buy a house. Like you're getting the education, checking out the market, seeing is this a viable business, mm-hmm. is there a need, and then you grabbed your balls and jumped. Yep, that's pretty much, yeah, that's and, pretty. <laughs> and, when you, and when you jumped, you landed originally at the Westbury facility now, in Westbury now? Or? No, I still had one more step that I used, and okay. that was that uh, thanks to um, Sambuca Nightclub, uh, and to give them a plug now, I believe they're called... 270 West on Post Avenue. Okay. Um, and thanks to a, a gentleman named... the Winter Circle? No, the Winter Circle is down the road from that. Yeah, down the road. Okay. Down the road from okay. that. Winter Circle. We give them a plug. 39 Post Avenue. Uh, <laughs> the Winter Circle. Check them out. Um, the A gentleman called uh, Robert Montañez. He was the first guy to really kind of believe in me. And he allowed me to teach out of his club during the week as our first full-time facility so um the way that he did it he didn't even charge me rent i just gave him 30 percent of the gross revenue which you know 30 percent of zero at the time was zero so he when we made 10 bucks he got his three dollars so uh thank you robert for allowing me to start and then from there we outgrew the space to then two years later move on to our own facility um which you're currently in which we're currently in now which is very big for, I mean, a dance facility that I've seen. And then, I mean, not to, I don't want to jump ahead, but I know that you're looking to make another big leap to something even even bigger. Yeah, we're trying so, to make the right decision there. So when you make the leap to this one, obviously, I mean, I, I want to talk about, you know, the way you design your program, how, you know, you build and develop your staff, because this is something that applies to everybody's business, you know, because essentially you, you're doing the, um, you're doing the franchise model without even knowing it, like we talked about before. So you're you basically did every job. You kind of built a manual or trained people to do it, and now you're moving yourself little by little until you'll have that entrepreneurial role where you can step away and do other things, do real estate if you want. I know you're into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, travel and ultimately expand the business across the country. So kind of take me through that. Well, I mean, a lot of this I should do with my brother as well. Uh, the two of us really do make a kick-ass team. Uh, my brother is an architect um, and an artist and a designer. And so all of our branding, all of our design, all of our color choices, all of our logo, um, all of that is thanks to him. Um, so with me, what I brought in was more of the math, the economics, the business side, trying to create a program that 
ultimately I'm an educator. Ultimately, I want people to learn. Ultimately, I want it that mm. I care about the quality and hence the allergy in the name. I, it is the study of rhythm and balance. And so I think that was the business model. The idea was to d- pick something that um, was unique in the industry. We wanted to bring on two to Long Island. Long Island has been always on one, so it gave us a nice niche market. We wanted to bring something youthful and energetic. And that doesn't mean that we have to be young to dance. We have the, the youngest is five years old. The oldest client is 82, but youthful in energy. Um, we also wanted to be of quality. And we just kind of put in all those little competitive advantages and stuck stuck to our gun and just started very slow, finding the right client slowly but surely um, and being able to grow them. We started with a dance team and so what I did was pretty much offer my services for free for a set of people that will be willing to train um, and then be able to perform out there and that became our biggest form of marketing direct marketing when our when oh. that team will go out do shows we'll do a lot of non-for-profits which we believe in working with the community uh, we'll do performances for them but Very then cool. their memberships will find out about us um, and, and we'll do street fairs we'll do so it, it just became um, sticking to what was important to me and uh, having my brother be able to create a brand uh, and design a brand and with architectural skills to be able to kind of give me a template of what to follow as far as uh, the order and organizations and things. So it really became a combination of myself with the I guess artistry and dancing background and analyzing how I was learning, analyzing what multiple studios were doing, what I liked and didn't like about it, um, and then taking my coach, International Latin Dance Technique, and a lot of his philosophies and applying it into the social scene. Um, so that combination also became quite revolutionizing, it seems like, well, which is cool to see. Um, and then applying the math background, the business background, and applying my brother's design skills and branding skills and just put all that together. And here we are today, growing slowly, but definitely steadily and super happy where we're at, where we're almost then ready now to think about how we want to go for the next big step, like you mentioned a little bit earlier. No, that's right. It's always cool to be able to, like, obviously when you're in the middle of something, you're like, you know, how am I going to get there? What am I doing? And then later on you look back and you kind of connect the dots and you Mm -hmm. see, like, Things or phases in your life that you thought weren't important, they're super important to your development and where you are now. Uh, I mean, what's very cool is like, that's, I mean, I would never would have thought about the whole putting the dancing together and just going out there. It makes sense now, but it's very like guerrilla marketing. It's very outside the box. It's very cool. Did you find that, was that very effective? Extremely effective. Yeah. It is still the we have two forms of marketing right now with of course digital marketing, uh, AdWords and Facebook and all the entire digital social media world right now is amazing for us. Um, but the other form of marketing is guerrilla marketing. We do direct marketing. We do events. We perform in front of people. We go into the street fairs. Our product is still too new. You know, Starbucks has a great brand, for example. You say Starbucks, you know it's coffee for the most part. Um, But our product, when you say rhythmology, um, people won't know necessarily until they see what it is yet. And so people need to see, oh, I want to do that. And once they see it, then they'll be easy to buy it. So direct marketing, for sure, is the best way that, that we are doing everything right now. Very guerrilla marketing. Kind of take me through. I mean, I know, and we've had conversations about this before. So you, in, in order to expand every business, in order to expand, you you need talent, right? So there's a way that you kind of, you know, bring up your instructors and, and develop them that I think everybody can relate to because I, I think your business is more difficult on the average than, because to be a good instructor, you have to be 
I mean, A, you have to have years and years of training and really mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Then you have to have the right temperament to deal with people and have the ability to know, like, what motivates people because everybody's different. Right. You know, some people want to be pushed. Some people need a hand-holding. Like, some people need a combination of two. So, you know, how do you go about, you know, staffing, bringing up your staff to, to ultimately develop and, and build out your business? I mean, that's such a, a great question. And it's actually probably our biggest um what's the word, opportunity that we have as far as continuing to make that system uh, even better. But I've been very lucky. Um, One of the things that we do is that we really do believe in our product. And so we will take somebody from level one all the way up through level eight. And once those people graduate, they will go through performances, the dance team. And then when I see somebody that has the potential to be a good instructor, um, then we take them and put them into a teacher's training program and then start getting them out there one level at a time um, and start assisting us in the classes, start just getting in the front, doing the warm-up for a class, um, give them little projects at a time to get them used to and get them well-versed on what it, what it is, the whole public speaking part, taking charge, taking lead, being comfortable with being in front of other people. Because everyone started with the same story. Oh, I'm shy. Oh, I wanted to learn how to dance. Oh, I never did it as a kid, so now as an adult, I want to do it. Um, and we, not a lot of us do it as a career from the very beginning. Um, so we take that. We really have great classes so that you guys end up learning, so you become potentially my, our future instructor. Um, so you basically you bring them up through your system. Through our system, yeah. Teach them, because a lot of people, I'm sure, come to you and they have bad habits because they've been dancing somewhere else. And the way you guys do it is really the way, in my opinion, that it should be done. So you kind of it, you kind of promote from within, which is awesome. That's one way, yes. So that's one of the ways that we're using to promote from within. And then the other way is that we really are trying to um, attract other artists, outside artists that have been trained that have a background. Mm-hmm. Um, two of our best instructors uh, right now, uh, Carolina, um, for example. Love her. Yeah. She's awesome, man. She is awesome. She is awesome. So Carolina came through a Facebook post. Really? <laughs> I literally said Power I'm looking. Power social media. Dude, uh, I've raised a, a, an ungodly amount of money via Facebook. I mean, Facebook is amazing. It, yeah. it can get you anything. It really can. It re- you really can reach out and do so much through social media. Our mutual friend was with Carolina, and she was the best thing that really ever happened to us after Catherine, uh, <laughs> who is also part of our staff. Catherine is our person that runs the entire studio. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Carolina, through a post, was with a friend. She was looking for work. She's here from Spain. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, call on right now or reply to the message right now. We got in touch. I had a job interview and then I told her hey look um, you're a dancer but I have this system I have these levels that I teach I, these are the steps that I teach these are the reasons why I teach it she started understanding why and it made a lot of sense to her mm-hmm. um, and then we took her experience and, and just really started adding that to the system and made it even better so one of the things that we do internally is that everybody realized that we have a system they must understand the system and then once they understand the system they can add to the system and edit the system to that's make awesome. it better um, no, yeah and huge. it really makes it their, their own and it really is a contribution and the system is great now it really is but really isn't just my creation I only started it and only I, I'm only able to tell new instructors like 
understand this, teach this, but don't feel confined to it. Understand that later on, once you truly understand it, you will be able to add to it and make and, and debate with other artists as to what the best approach is. So we're constantly changing it, but uh, I mean, always I, for the better. I want to go on a riff here for a second just to digress because I, I think anybody who's in business or wants to be business really needs to rewind that part and listen to that whole thing. A, Alfred is unbelievably humble. For as as talented, as as intelligent as he is, as successful as he is, he's extremely humble. I mean, you've probably heard him, you know, 12, 15, 20 times already give credit to other people, right? So he's like crediting essentially his competition. But I mean, something I learned a long time ago in business is like, listen, you want to be wealthy, start thinking about ways to make other people wealthy. So he's constantly like spreading that positive energy, and I feel it it, it comes back. You're also giving people that work for you the opportunity. You're the opportunity, they feel like they're part of it. It's not you and it's them, it's us. Yeah. Like we are a movement that are like yeah. changing the way, you know, where we're, people are exercising, they're feeling better about themselves, they're changing their own life and we're doing that as a whole and then they have the ability to add on to your system and, and change it and kind of make it their own a little bit too. So that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, no, I'm really, really excited about it um, and they really do some really good work. And Talk, um, I mean, hopefully... Everybody goes down and checks it out. But when you're in this place, it's like, it's surgical. When I mean it's surgical, like, this place is run like a machine. I look at it and I'm like, shit, like, there's certain things that I got to do. to me. But it's just, I mean, the way you take technology and kind of use technology, I myself am not the most tech-savvy person. Okay. I, I talk. That, that, that's what I do. I know what I'm good at, and I, and I hire and surround myself with people that do what I don't do well. Yeah. Right? So... A, you're, I mean, the technology is amazing. You go in there, you sign up. As the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm getting confirmation, text messages, I'm getting reminders. The app that you built is very easy to understand. You can cancel, you can set up. I mean, the policies are very, very clear. It's just a very well-run business. doesn't matter what it is, if it's widgets or dancing or houses or whatever. It's just a very well-run business. Yeah, thank you. That came out of need as well. Um, you know, in our industry, unfortunately, uh, the product and the markup in the product is not that high. So you have to become efficient if you really want to make this a career. Hmm. And for me to be able to then make this a career for other artists and for them to feel secure, to get them a 401k retirement plan, to get them insurance. Shit. Yeah. Nobody has this. And this is like, dude, you're changing the world. That shit doesn't happen. In, the, in our industry, there no. is, that doesn't exist. Yeah. No, so, no, no. Yeah, we're very excited that we are able to provide our client, our, our staff with a 401k plan. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, but to do that, we had to figure out how. How do you create a market? Like, liquor costs you a bottle $10 and you could sell it for 100 That's the 10 to 1 ratio. That doesn't exist in our product. Um, so then we're using technology to not, one, not raise the price for to our customers so that we can actually then get a higher volume of customers. And then two, to then become more efficient in what we're doing. Um, so instead of getting another uh, front desk person, for example, the confirmation gets done via tax automatically. Uh, and then we reward our clients for doing that themselves and we thank them for it because you know they make our work a lot a lot easier. So with our app, the, the confirmation text, uh, you are able to book your own lessons. You're, you, of course, you were there and we're able to handle it uh, as we coach you through it, but it is awesome to see people now using it and taking advantage of um, all of the technology that we have. And we're going to continue. We have now developers, and one of the things that we're doing is that we outsource a lot of the work uh, to then 
um, to be able to create more apps. We're going to do instructional apps so that you can learn from us remotely. Uh, we're going to create, uh, and then even for our own students, some people say, well, if you create an instructional app, wouldn't that be your own competitor that your students will leave you and then just do the app uh, for like $2? And the answer is no. It just becomes a great study aid. Um, yeah. And then the retention of our clients will become that much higher. And therefore, our clients become that much more satisfied that they can go so good so much faster. And now wow. the cycle just continues going on. And so we're excited. We're developing some awesome apps. We're developing um, a couple of cool websites. I don't want to give it in yet, but stay tuned. Uh, we are developing apps for a lot of our events so that you can have, like, everything map out when you go to one of our events, et cetera, et cetera. That's a little tip right there. Wow. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, Jesus. So <laughs> what's the – what's I mean, aside from that, that that's the future, but what's – Talk to me about the future even more in depth. You know, what's what's the next leap? What's the plan? What's the next phase of, of rhythmology outside from that? Well, we're looking to grow. We're looking to grow. So one of the things is, do we go to another location? Then the question becomes, where? Do we go further east into Long Island? Do we go further west into the city? Um, so we're looking at locations in Queens. We're looking at locations in Brentwood. We're looking at locations in Pacha. We're looking at Huntington. We're looking at Brooklyn. We're looking in the city. We're looking at the Bronx. But that's one of the things that we want to do, open up more locations. So if you're out there, you're an artist, you're a dancer, uh, please reach out to us because we're looking to create a database of all of us so we can come together and unite and work together um, and we're also looking to create that perfect um, uh, that perfect location sort of McDonald's has that thing mapped they know what size of square footage they need for a location uh, where the locations are so we're looking to create that map of how to make that perfect building suit our needs and yeah. our clients' needs for what we're doing. Um, you know, and still remain profitable at the same time. I mean, Correct. I mean, you can always invest millions and millions of dollars into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but I just, I feel like there's a balance. I feel like you can give people an unbelievable product and then say, no, you know, like at the end of the day, it's still a business and everybody has to, has to eat. Mm -hmm. So I guess you're going to try and figure out per square foot, it makes sense to have X size facility. Right. You know, it's very analytical, it's very mathematical and it, and it makes sense and I feel it's something that everybody should do in every business yeah you yeah you need to definitely make spend some time in the analysis can you actually um afford to be in there i know even from being in this first location when i jumped into it i just jumped into it uh but now we we know much better we know what we need to make to be able to jump yeah, into but that's yeah. good you know what it is? it's like learning <laughs> it's never perfect you gotta you gotta to a certain extent you get educated to a certain point and then you do it and then you refine the process and you're always mm -hmm. like refining it and making it better. It's like a constant work in progress. Yeah. But if you don't make the leap, nothing happens. Yeah. You just stand there in your yeah. job, unhappy. In that sense, I'm very excited. All my friends uh, happen to think the same way that I do. We thought you were crazy, but now this is awesome that you took that leap. A lot of them are doing it later on. All my friends are in the banking industry, programming, IT, uh, computer science, and math people. Um, so they were like, now they're starting their own businesses. And <laughs> so you're inspiring. I guess, I guess, you know, in a, in a weird way. I mean, I was scared when I did it, but I, I really, like I said, I'm going to give credit to my mom. The point of education is to find your passion. Uh, and this really, there was a lot of need for it. There was a, a dancing changed in how I look the, at the world. And so I felt that I could give that uh, to others, that it could make that much of a difference in many other people's lives. So already from a customer perspective, um, 
why not share that with everybody when I was giving that gift myself? Um, from an artist perspective, why not use my math skills to try to get other artists the ability to share their uh, their their art their their um, their craft? You know, the, to become just full time dancers. Um, and then from an industry perspective, from a legacy standpoint, I think it's really cool to have the ability to say that you can create an industry uh and we'll see what happens with that shit man i mean i i think we got to end it there because it's like what else can you possibly say that was like <laughs> the perfect punctuation to you know just an awesome 45 minutes uh yo i want to thank you for coming out bro you are the fucking man you inspired me i'm actually i don't know if you saw i'm like literally taking notes about shit while you're talking because i'm like yo this guy's setting me off uh i definitely want to start that mastermind group January, I would love to I'm be looking involved. forward to being in it, man. Thank are, you for having me. <laughs> I mean, I can't say enough great things, seriously. I mean, I thought I knew you before. I had a lot of respect for you before. This last four or five minutes has really, you know, brought me to that next level with you. I appreciate it. So, Thank you so much. Man, on that note, again, you got a house that smells like Cappy, dated from the 1960s. If you're a realtor, you want to work with the best of the best, if you're looking to invest money, if you have a great concept and idea that you're looking to fund, Reach out to us, 516-777-SOLD or charles at handsomehomebuyer.com. Till next time.